This past Friday night, July 31st, nine-year-old Janari Ricks was playing with a group of friends when he was shot and killed by a gunman who walked up to the group of children and opened fire. Overall, 25 people were wounded by gunfire and nine were killed in Chicago just this past weekend. And according to the Chicago Sun-Times, the homicide rate in that city has increased by 139% in the month of July over the same period last year. And the numbers from the Atlanta Police Department show murders are up 240%, according to WSB Channel 2 in Atlanta. The Freeman Report, uncensored. When I uh, it did my very first podcast several weeks ago with uh, Pat Inglade and Mike Polita regarding the funding the police, I really had no intention of coming back nearly this soon to talk about this particular topic, this particular subject. And so much has happened in the last several weeks that I just felt like I wanted to really get out my thoughts, my ideas um, about about what I what I feel like is really going on, and just some questions that I have that um, I'm not sure who has the answers, but it, but at least it's it's again my thoughts, my ideas, my notes on defunding the police. But before I really get into the segment itself. I want to make a couple of clarifications uh, about what I may have brought up in the in that particular episode. One regards Senator Bernie Sanders, and what I said was in quoting Helen Riley with the Federalist that, that Senator Bernie Sanders wants to take federal funds away from any police department that has violated the civil rights of citizens they serve. Now, from everything I've been able to determine, Bernie actually tweeted that. And so I, I, I somewhat stand by that statement, but, but I also want to clarify that in no way does Bernie Sanders want to defund the police. And in actuality, he's come out and said he is all for uh, keeping the police department's you know, budgets where they are. He just thinks there needs to be some type of reallocation in a sense of maybe um, doing better training, doing more training, hiring uh, maybe better candidates and paying them more. And I think I actually said that myself in that particular segment. But Bernie did not come out and say he wants to defund the police. And the second clarification has to do with Joe Biden, where I did make the comment that Joe Biden had come out initially saying he wanted to defund the police and that he ended up flip-flopping and kind of pulling back from it. And from several interviews that I have seen, what, what, what Joe Biden actually said was that he wants to redirect some of the funding for the police. For me, that's semantics to a degree, where the funding is, is withholding money from a you know, department or not increasing the budget for a department. Redirecting is, is, is taking money away from. So I, I still feel semantically, um, you know, I, I was correct in what I said. But he did not come out and say specifically he wanted to or was in favor of Defunding the police. So I just wanted to get those two particular uh, clarifications out. And really, um, you know, if I misspoke, then, then you know, hey, if I'm wrong, I'm going to come out and say I'm wrong. I don't necessarily 
totally think I was wrong in what I said, but I do want to clarify those two particular items. So let's get into it. Defunding the police notes basically from me and Sunday night was the 67th straight day of demonstrations in Portland. And, and the city now seems to finally be moving towards some calm, really after the authorities have pulled back a little bit. Um, and, and my question is, is it because of the, of the pullback from the federal authorities? Or is it possibly because the police of Portland actually went in and cleared out uh, some of the tent city where, where some of the demonstrators and protesters we're occupying. So, you know, that that I don't know. I think it's really a combination of the two. But what I don't understand is, is why they got so violent in Portland in the first place. If the protesters were so peaceful, and look, there, there many, many were. There's no question that many of the protesters in Portland and, and other cities have been very peaceful. But why did a certain group try and destroy the federal courthouse night after night? And, and also, why did the federal authorities react so aggressively? You know, to me, both sides have some blame here. But trying to destroy a federal build, building accomplishes what? I, I don't know. Or possibly, was it politically motivated? I, I, I don't have an answer for that either. That's just a question that I have. What, what, is, what is the end game for the protesters? Not just in Portland, but Seattle, Minneapolis. Louisville, and other cities. Is it to bring awareness to Black Lives Matters? If so, then I think for the most part, you know, they, they, they've accomplished that. They made their point. I'm not saying we're there, but, but I think the point has been made. If you look at the NFL, the NBA, the major league, and other sports venues, they've all recognized the movement. And other entities have as well. But change is not going to come overnight. This, it has literally been several months since, since the, the death of George Floyd, uh, since, since the, I will call it the murder of George Floyd. It's been several months, and, and, and change takes time. And, and, but you've got to recognize that, that you know, we bo- both sides need to come together. So if, if it is to defund the police, you know, several major cities are already looking to do so. And in fact, Minneapolis is still moving towards elimination of the police and starting anew. And although Seattle is preparing for a vote to defund the police by at least up to 50%, citizens are starting to push back. Some are calling for restructuring, but not necessarily defunding, which would eliminate positions within the police altogether. So, again, we have the City Council of Seattle getting ready to vote on defunding the police. And, and it could be anything from, you know, again, not, not increasing the budget for police, but they're talking about a reduction of up to 50% of that budget. Or, or, you know, eliminating positions altogether. And if they do so, where is that money going to go? So, what I find rather ironic is that most of the demonstrations that are occurring today are in, in what I would call progressive cities. Portland and Seattle are clearly two of the most progressive cities in the country. They have progressive mayors, the majority progressive city councils, and are, and are probably closer to meeting the demands than most cities 
around the country, but yet the demonstrations continue. So, you know, I wonder if maybe because they know they can get change in these particular cities, the Seattles, the Portlands, the Minneapolis, that if they do it there, then that really helps the cause and the movement. So that's why they're demonstrating there. I just, to me, those, again, are the most progressive cities in the country or some of the most progressive cities in the country. And, and you know, they're now at a point where, where does the majority really rule? I mean, the next round of elections will tell. So if citizens are starting to push back a little bit in Seattle and maybe a couple of the other cities saying, hey, wait a minute, we don't really want to defund the police. And, and I think the question begs itself, what, what, what does it really mean by defund the police? I don't think anybody yet has a clear answer for that. Maybe it's city by city where it's going to happen, what, you know, defining what defund the police really means. But I guess what I'm saying is if, if, if Seattle comes back and says, okay, the city council votes to defund, you know, cut the budget by up to 50%, then when the, and, and if the majority of the citizens disagree with that, then the next round of elections, um, if, if they're voted out, I think that sends a message. But if the majority of those city council people are, are voted back in, then I think that sends a message, too, that that's what, that's what the majority wants. And, you know, again, that's their city. That, that's, that's okay to me. That's, that's the democratic way, so to speak. So moving back to Portland, if the protesters had destroyed the federal building, you know, the federal courthouse, what would be next? You know, as the riots in Portland usually occurred late at night, and look, I, I'm going to call them riots. Some, some may just say, hey, there were, there were demonstrations. But the bits that I did see, uh, I think some were riots. When you're trying to actually use tools to cut through a fence and you're hurtling bottles of paint and frozen bottles at, 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 you know, federal authorities and stuff and police, that's a little bit more of a riot than a, than a, than a demonstration. But, you know, I, most of these incidents occurred late at night, usually from midnight, 11 midnight on to, you know, two, three, four in the morning. What the heck were they doing during the day? What were these people doing during, you know, what were they doing during the day? And if they really wanted to get their message out, why did they wait until late in the evening to get so dead gum unruly? I mean, think about it. If, if you want to get the message out and be seen by the majority, wouldn't you do that during the middle of the day? But typically the ones that really, the bad actors, so to speak, waited until late at night, early in the morning to really get unruly. So I, I just, you know, I question what, again, what is the end game? And, and, more than that, how are they funded? Where, where are these people during the day and, and coming out at midnight, you know, till four or five in the morning? And, and how are they funded? I mean, these people got to eat during the day. They've got to live during the day. How are they funded? And so, you know, for me, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but it also should be noted that during the month of July, Portland had the highest number of homicides that has had in the past 30 years. Now, was this because... Many of the police officers were assigned to cover the, the riots and the demonstrations and the unrest. Or, or was it something else? Again, other cities, as I, as I said, across the country have also seen a spike in, in homicides. Now, there's also statistics that say that other crimes have, have, have gone down. 
And that could be one of two things. One is people aren't reporting them as much. The police aren't taking them as much. Or truly, it has gone down. I'm, I'm hoping it's the latter, but I, but I think it's a combination of the two. And so, um, you know, as I also said at the beginning, that Chicago and New York City are also on track to have some of the highest homicides this year in a very long time. And yet, you know, there, there, there are still movements in each city to defund the police. And, and Mayor de Blasio has already cut $1 billion from the police to budget, you know, the police budget. And by the way, the budget, total police budget of New York City is $6 billion. So we're talking roughly 16% of the total budget. And the Portland City Council recently voted to cut $15 million, you know, for the Portland Police Department budget. And, and, and my question is, and I think de Blasio did lay out where, where he wants to, you know, reallocate, shall we say, some of the money. And the same with Portland is, you know, where is the money going? It's going to social causes. It's going to underfunded areas within the cities. That's, that, that's all well and good, but, but is that what the people want? You know, maybe, maybe the elections, when they do come around again, that's when the people will, will make a decision on that. Um, I know there's a lot of people in, in, in all those cities that are for cutting the budgets, moving and reallocating funding. But that's not what the original tax um, implications were. And I say tax implications. I'm talking about when people vote for taxes. I could really only speak for Baton Rouge where, you know, for Baton Rouge, there's a lot of, of, of what we vote on is dedicated to certain things, whether it's the police department or the council on aging or I go back to the library control board, which, by the way, in Baton Rouge has a $73 million budget. Remember, the Baton Rouge Police Department has a $93 million budget, and the Library Control Board has 73 But that's, that's through dedicated taxes. The people have voted that, and that's, and that's the way it is. So, but where, you know, if you pull from where the people voted for their taxes to go to police department, and you're going to rededicate it somewhere without really putting in a vote to the people, where is that money going? So I, I can't necessarily speak to that, but... Um, other than, than I think ultimately the people will have a voice. And if the voice is we don't want that, they'll vote it that way. And if, if the police, I mean, if the voice is of the people, the will of the people is we want it that way, then they'll vote that way. And, that, and that's fine. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not questioning other than it's been several months and we have moved very quickly on a lot of this stuff. And is it just to satisfy a movement to a degree, or is it really to 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 take this money and, and put it in places that will have an impact? I, I hope that's the case. I just don't know. So on July 25th, several hundred people in Baton Rouge gathered at the state capitol for a Louisiana Blue Rally. It's also the same weekend, I think, across the country. They call it Back the Blue, but here in Louisiana, we called it Louisiana Blue Rally. And it was to remember specifically three slain officers that were killed in a 2016 ambush here in the city of Baton Rouge. And during the rally, retired East Baton Rouge Sheriff's Lieutenant Bruce Simmons said, Law enforcement is a calling. There are bad people that do sneak in from time to time. And maybe, 
you know, they don't mean to do bad. Maybe they did not pay attention to their training, but bad things happen. And they are judged instantly like every one of us. So when we do wrong, no one forgets. When we do right, no one remembers. Simmons was also one of those injured in that particular ambush. And this, this was right after the, uh, you know, the period that we went through um, in, in Baton Rouge where there was a lot of unrest, um, you know, and, and uh, three officers again were slain. Um, and, and several were injured, and, and Lieutenant Bruce Simmons was one of them. And I, and I want to read that one more time, what he said at the end. They, their judge, being we, the police, are judged instantly like every one of us. So when we do wrong, no one forgets us. But when we do right, no one remembers. And, and so for me... Look, I, I remember nine one one, or you know, as many many people do, um, and hope we never ever forget. And I don't think we will. But how many remember those men and women in blue, first responders, et cetera, that were going up the stairs and not coming down? They risked their lives, and many of them lost their lives, going to try and save other people and protect them. And I think we can't lose sight of that. The majority, I think, of, of, of men and women that serve in, in the police departments, the sheriff's departments, the state police departments, whatever it has to do in law enforcement, are really good people. And they're in it for the right reasons. And they're trying to protect us. There are bad apples. And I said, I said this in the first episode, and I'm saying it again. We need to weed them out. And the union needs to quit protecting them, the ones that are bad. Um, you know, if you're bad, weed them out, get them out, because it, 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 it's a pox on everybody. So, so I hope that, that we can at least, part of the Reformation, which I think we're all going to end up with, with reforming police, you know, re-engineering, reimagining, so we're going to end up that way. Um, you know, but I, I truly don't see the logic in defunding the police without having alternatives. So if the money is taken away from police departments, you know, where will it go? To some, pay, you know, public safety department? I mean, I see that's where, where Minneapolis has, has voted to virtually eliminate the police department and then come back with a public safety department. What, what does that mean? What's going to happen in the interim period? And, and you know, what is it that does not work and, and police have either left the department on their own or were laid off because of the cuts? And for me, it would be very difficult to get them back once they're gone. So, so what I'm saying is, let's say Minneapolis comes back and say, you know, they come and say, hey, this is our new, this is our public safety department. This is the direction we're going. And for some reason, many parts of it, the actual, you know, uh, let's say investigating a homicide or whatever is not working. So you really need good police work, but you've lost a lot of these uh, investigators. You've lost a lot of your, your homicide department. They've left and gone somewhere else. How how do you get them back? I, I just don't see it coming back. So I think, I think we've got to really, 
If we're going to do this, we've got to take our time and really look at it and think it through. Again, it's only been several months and and we're already going down this road. And I'm not sure everybody is sitting back thinking it through. Do we need change? I'm, I'm in agreement that, yes, we need change. But I don't think a lot of what's out there is that bad. I think we've got a lot of good that we've got to take a look at. So simply because of, of you know, one or two cities or three cities or four cities saying we want to eliminate the police department and start anew, you know, maybe as Michael said, hey, let's not let it happen here. Let's see what they have and then take the good and, and eliminate the bad from other cities. Maybe that's the way for a lot of us to go. But I'm more concerned with if you if you eliminate that, how are we going to get really good policemen back? I, I just I don't see that, and that's a, that's a concern I have. So, again, I think reimagining or restructuring are certainly worth exploring. But we're not even six months into the demands for change, and, and very little thought has gone into what to do. So studying what to do and implementation of that take time to get it right. And I firmly believe that a plan has to be in place before significant change takes place. I want to be perfectly clear. I am not for defunding the police. But some areas of this country are headed that way. And I just hope they get it right. But if they don't, and they continue to elect the politicians that took them down that path, then they should not complain if a crime increases, you know, if crime itself increases in their city or if crime affects them personally. You know, when they call the police and the police don't come because there's no police there or they're just so overloaded because you've cut their budget by 50%, that's on them. And look, why do these mayors and all these major cities have their own security forces? If they believe that much and cut, hey, start, start with your own security force. Cut them. Cut them first. Let them get back to policing and doing what they need to do. So I, I, again, I never intended initially to go uh, this quickly back to this subject, but I think it's a subject where a lot has changed. I, I still see a continuation of, of uh, at least homicides in the majority of, of, of these big cities, including, including Baton Rouge and New Orleans, you know, where I live. Um, Atlanta, Chicago, New York City, Portland. Um, St. Louis, I mean, it's just, it, it just, it doesn't stop. And, and the mayors of some of them are going, this has to stop. I mean, we, you know, we, and look, we can talk gun control all we want, but I doubt, and this is just my speculation, my thought, I have no statistics to back this up, but it is my thought that the majority of the guns that are being used or have not been bought legally at gun shows or, or, you know, in gun stores. I just don't think that's the case. So gun control, yeah, we do, we do need to do background checks. I've got no problem with that. But to think that, that doing background checks with people that go buy guns legitimately is going to reduce homicides by guns, I, 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 I don't think that's the case. Now, again, that's, that's my opinion. Um, so anyway, as I said, if if – People within these cities continue to erect the politicians that voted city council-wise, mayor-wise, whatever, voted to to fund the police, 
which means taking funds away, whether it's 50% or even eliminating the police and starting from scratch. And then it doesn't necessarily work as well as they thought without giving it much thought, so to speak. If crime increases even more in their cities, then, then I think they are, they're, they're, they're responsible. So for me, I, I want to wrap this up by, by really saying, again, I, I, uh, I appreciate everybody out there listening. These are my thoughts only on this particular episode. Um, but as the old saying goes, if, if you vote for defunding the police or you allow the city council to, to you know, vote for defunding the police or, or eliminating the police, and that's what you want, and then later on crime spikes because it's a totally new public safety department or whatever, and, it's, and, and you call and there's no police there to come help you, then again, as the old saying goes, you reap what you sow. And I, I hope that's not the case. I mean, look, I, I love this country. I, 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 want, I want nothing but the best for all of us. And, and there's, we're in great upheaval right now. We've got to figure this thing out together. Both sides have to figure this out. And I hope that, that eventually we can come to some resolution that, you know, yes, the police for the most part are needed, they're wanted, they're good. We're figuring out how to eliminate the bad ones, and, and we're going to get it right. I just, I just hope, that's my hope in this. So, uh, again, I appreciate you listening. Um, if, uh, if you like it, like I said, please, you can follow me on, uh, you can, you can you know, download it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcatcher, you know, a couple of other apps out there for, for podcasts, and, and I really appreciate it. And uh, again, let me know what you think. Let me know what you, you know, if you, if you, if you got criticisms, I'm, I'm certainly welcome to it. Like I said, if I'm wrong, I'm going to come out and tell you I was wrong. Um, I'm not afraid to admit that. But uh, for the most part, I hope I'm right. This has been another episode of the Freeman Report. And remember, don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution.